0: Hello everyone and welcome to another recap race analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel or on the Cycling Dane podcast. And it is the World's Suspension 2023 as always, stage 14, and I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling podcast. And I mean, Patrick, yeah, what a mountainous stage after we had the Col de Tourmalet yesterday, but what exactly happened on the stage?
1: We, we predicted it might be a breakaway and that did turn out to be the case, but it was the calibre of the breakaway which really... Was the surprising factor today? Of course, there was a lot of chit chat yesterday post stage about Remco maybe DNFing after his very subpar performance by you know everyone's expectations, including his own, and what would kind of happen for him today. And it turns out that he wanted to get him a breakaway, and he was joined by some other very strong breakaway riders such as Michael Storer, who was my pick for today's stage, Roman Bardet, Leonard van Aert, and uh, Jonathan. Castro, Viejo, who were the ones who made it the furthest, and Remco seemed on a bit of a mission to get the KOM classification points today. Maybe that's a bit of a, a a goal of his now, or maybe it was just a a factor that he was so strong that he just picked up those points on the way to you know what whatever else happened in the stage. Yeah, Remco was going over top of these climbs. He was, of course, kind of fighting Michael Storr for that. Who was Trying to go for them yesterday in stage, Remco and Bardet managed to break away from the rest of, uh, from the rest of the break on the second categorized climb of the day, which is another HC category climb. So lots of K1 classification points, and they went uh, two up from that point to pretty much the end of the stage because it's a bit of flapped after that as well. So it was very useful for them to sort of relay, although Abel Paul was noticeably taking a lot of, kind of a lot of the wind on the front. He was spending kind of longer turns uh pushing the wind out of the way. So people were speculating whether Barday might be able to beat Avonapool on this final climb after all Evenapool will likely have expended more energy in today than Barday. But on the final climb there was a little bit of cat and mouse we were wondering what was going to happen. And eventually Bob well, just set pace on the front. Barday was sat in the wheel, speculating whether Barday might come round, but eventually it came to a point where Avenapool didn't even really attack. He just sort of maybe upped the pace by a watt per kilo or 100 watts or something like that, and Bardet was off the wheel. It wasn't a scintillating attack. Avnipol realised he had a bike length, two bike lengths, and then he doubled down on his effort, and he rode away from Bardet in the last sort of three kilometres of the stage, last roughly two kilometres of the climb, and Remco Avnipol takes the stage pretty convincingly and a, a real sort of comeback from the disappointments of yesterday to see Remco you know not only take the stage but he also moves into the KOM classification lead so I think it was a a, a good redemption from Avnipol today but during the ride and uh, how to find a way to uh, to win how to find a way to beat it uh, yeah you know it was a really full gas day so um, yeah we Just wanted to go, uh, to work uh, together and uh, try to really uh, enjoy the day in the front. Uh, Had a few hard days and uh, it was nice to have finally good legs today to to be able to fight with Remco. You satisfied with your race or or also a little bit disappointed and also a word on on the way Remco broke today? Yeah, no, honestly, uh, I'm not disappointed. I mean, you know, it was just way stronger. He, he did a uh, lot of the, the work in front, and on the last climb, I just couldn't follow anymore. Yeah, what do you make of it, Scott? Is this, is this what we're going to expect from Remco now for the rest of the Vuelta, stage hunting and KOM classification?
0: I mean, I have to go out because I don't get predictions right a, a lot of the times, but two for two now. I should have been putting money on this. I think it was really good for the Vuelta as well. Whatever you think of Remco, arrogance or whatever that has kind of been put on him by various situations i think this is a really good arc we all like you said 27 minutes lost yesterday was he even going to stay in the race i mean you i I could completely understand if he left the race you came here to win and then if you don't win if, if your goal is to win the thing and then you're out of gc what is the point of staying in so i completely understand that uh but yeah, I would love to see him do this more. This is almost carapace-esque. Do you know who the last Belgian or the only other Belgian to win this? Okay, he hasn't won it yet, but the only Belgian to win the Mountains jersey, because I care about this kind of thing. No one else does, but I do. Is it Murdoch's? No, no, it isn't.
1: No. Oh, no. Same is caliber,
0: it? Thomas de Kent.
1: <laughs> really? Ah, yes. 2018. It was. Yes, I'm surprised I forgot that. Remco just, if he is set now on hunting stages and going in the break, I mean, it's going to be, he's going to be an awful hard man to stop because let's face it, apart from these mega off days that he seems to have, if he's on one of these on days, he Mm -hmm. is not just a really good breakaway rider, but he's one of the best riders in the world. Like, if you're one of the people in the breakaway who's like these breakaway climbers, you're going to get blown out of the water by Remco. I guess the only thing that's going to hamper him is that, he might end up getting a bit too close on GC again, because at the end of the day, he did gain like eight minutes on GC. I'm not saying that Remco's going to come back into the GC fight by any means, but I don't know, maybe we could talk about that. Do you reckon Remco is trying to, is he trying to weave his way back in, or is it just, that was just a byproduct of
0: Yeah, today? I think you're right, isn't it? Because uh, it's not like he's going to get that time again. He, the closer, as you said, now eight minutes out of that 27-minute taken back or however long it is he's got and then the closer he gets Joel made at eight minutes down 10th place yeah it it seems like a huge task to be honest and even romco venipo the next eddie mercs i don't think he's gonna do it to be honest how far do you think he's gonna get in the top 10
1: well i think he could still finish inside the top 10 but of course he is now 20-ish minutes down on gc you know, if he does one of these sorts of breakaways again, I mean, this is, you know, this is a big margin of, of victory that the breakaway was allowed to be given. You know, probably the biggest of we've seen in quite a long time, actually. Uh, you don't regularly see the breakaway be given near 10 minutes. So I reckon this is a bit more of an off day. Maybe he gets one, maybe two more opportunities for something like this. And maybe he sne- sneaks into about 12 to 10 minutes down, I reckon. But that could still very well get you inside the top 10 when you consider that 10th place made it yesterday was about 10 minutes behind the race lead of it, which is still Sepp Kuz, by the way. The GC battle was very much unaltered today. Bahrain was setting pace as well for Landa to try and leapfrog Soler or something like that. Nothing really happened. Like All the GC guys pretty much came in on the exact same time, so... There was very little to talk about in, in that sense, which is why we're focusing on Remco so much. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Remco finished inside top 10 still, because at the end of the day, you know, if he has one of these amazing days and he just decides, oh, I'm going to stick with the GC group, then he could very well do that. If he's on a really good day on Angleroo, what if he just like decides to hang with the GC boys again and just kind of goes in there just to kind of spoil the fun? Because he can. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened. He's, maybe he doesn't just go full breakaway. I don't know
0: yeah it was also quite a hard day yesterday for the peloton so maybe Mm. yeah and i think remco like took the foot off of the gas quite quickly when he realized he was on a bad day so knowing that yeah well many people as you said were thinking that he was gonna dnf the stage but yeah really testament to his character as well that he's come back you could see how emotional he was as well at the finish but on the gc front there was a UAE team Emirates. They put pace as well, trying to break Yumbo for some reason. But it seemed like Juan Ayuso didn't quite like the pace as well. We also saw Mark Zeller getting bottles, like you said yesterday. Like Juan Ayuso is now the de facto, what well, is the leader for that squad, which is good. But yeah, David El Cruz getting a single second because the pace was upped by Bahrain by Watpools. Watpools was on a really good ride, and I don't know if you saw it. They almost had a crash towards the summit because. Uh, security man or military police was on the left-hand side and that that could have ended quite badly for some of the riders further down in the group almost like Alaphilippe-esque
1: only Philippe would be able to crash into that stationary target
0: yeah like was it 2020 Tour Flanders
1: yeah I still don't know how he did that I, I don't really hold much sympathy for, towards that sorry Alaphilippe lovers but sure just avoided that but yeah, Why are we talking you, about Alaphilippe? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I don't know. He's not even here. He's in Canada. Um, but yeah, but blaude did a very good job of keeping people back today. It was a little bit of a, a slip but that person was in the way. You know, they were looking the wrong way so they should have been paying a bit more attention.
0: But yeah, what did you, well, nothing really to tell in terms of the GC like you said but yeah, your pick, Michael Stora, that that Pocaro jersey battle is turning out to be quite intriguing now. Remco Evenepoel leads now with 63 points. 39 points for Michael Storer, and Jonas Vingal, who is wearing it on the day, is dropping, drop down to third with 36 points. So I mean, the battle is open, and it could be Michael Storer and Remco Evenepoel all the way to the
1: Madrid. I don't, I don't want to say it's in kind of it's in Remco's hands, but it feels like it sort of is because this Vuelta seems quite hard to get KOM points because I think it's a category one only gets you fifteen something like that. I'm not sure how much an HC climb gets you, but I think it's just gonna be hard for anybody to really topple Avonapool, whether the KOM is you know an actual goal for him now. If it is, I presume he's gonna be hard to beat. If it was just a byproduct of him being really good today, then I think maybe Stora still has a chance.
0: Wasn't he sprinting? Yeah, like you said, he was sprinting for some of the mountain points as well. So I think he's gonna go for it legit now.
1: Yeah. I think today was one of the days which, if you were to be competitive in the KOM classification, that is, you you really needed to be on it today. And Remco was, because getting those two HC climbs is massive. Like it, It's huge to have those calibre of climbs in the middle of the day. They usually come at the end of the day, don't they? Like a tornado, like an angleroo, etc. So getting them in the middle of the day is like prime time, you know, Breakaway artist territory. So I reckon, yeah, Remco being in it today was a real putting his, you know, stick in the ground and saying, I am going for the KWM classification. I'd be surprised if it was just, yeah, like you say, I feel like he must be going for it. There's no way that was just a fluke, but it's a massive gap, isn't it? Storer could probably have a good day in a breakaway and probably only just about draw level, I reckon, with Vavenapool. So I'm very much intrigued. And, you know, maybe that is, maybe we will see Remco go for Angleru because it'll be a big caliber climb big points on offer of there maybe you might see ave a on a good day up Anguru, trying to get some points uh because obviously i don't think Stora will be able to
0: i mean it's also one of those stages that you want to win as a rider i guess but in terms of tomorrow we might as well mm. do do uh predictions again
1: yeah i can't believe on, i got
0: those two right i can't believe it but uh Ed, don't worry it's not going to continue now it's uh, we're starting in Pamplona, which I believe is the birthplace of none other than Miguel Indurain, and a cat three climb, cat two climb, then a cat two climb with the bonus sprints towards then and a descent. Who do you think is going to win tomorrow
1: stage? I think it will be a breakaway again, just from the fact that the climbs aren't that long or that steep I think that, that this certainly favours the breakaway. People will be screaming lascarno at me right now. I think you know he was uh, a big favourite going into this race but I'm actually going to go with a little bit I'll, I'll give my reasoning. I think Finn Fisher Black is going to win because I think UAE realising that you know Ayuso is the main man he's got enough support around him maybe they might you know they've let guys go in the breakaway a lot have UAE when they realised that the GC maybe isn't kind of completely on, when you consider that a Yuzo is going to probably struggle to beat Yumba Visma. So I reckon they might get, let a guy break, and Finn Fisher Black, for me, has been climbing incredibly well as a Grand Tour debutante. So I'm going to put my, my hat in the FinFisher Fisher Black ring. But there's so many guys, I think, that could win this stage. It's going to be a real breakaway sort of lottery.
0: Right, okay, I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm going to be a nationalist as hell. Uh, as of usual, I'm going to go for Andres Korn, friend of the channel. Hope he's going to win his second stage. Uh, he's been climbing quite well. Already yeah. taking the stage win, but is that going to continue? And it was a similar kind of profile, the one he mm. won. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's my Do take. You know? Do you think, Rip, <laughs> uh, but just finishing on Rumpke Vinopoulk, yeah, you think? Let's say we're in Madrid. He's won three, three stages, four stages, and the Polka dot jersey. Is he going to be satisfied with that? That is Probably. quite a welter for anyone.
1: Yeah, I, it's a hell of a welter to have. But I feel like Remco will have wanted to have really been competitive against the kind of might of Jumbo Visma. So I reckon, no matter what, now I reckon Remco will be just a little bit disappointed by the fact that he had that bad day and wasn't able to. You know because re- at the end of the day you know he, he probably wanted to come here to fight for the podium and he's not able to do that anymore so i reckon there'll be a slight bit of disappointment but if he could get another you know another stage KOM classification i reckon that would be relatively satisfying
0: Anyway, that's it for this recap race analysis here of the world suspended 2023 make sure to hit the like button here on the youtube channel Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Help us get 10,000 subscribers here. And uh, why not check out the podcast as well on Spotify, Amazon, wherever. And of course, as always, comment down below. Get involved in the chat. It's always fun. Uh, make sure to check out Patrick's channel, do Cycling. It's down in the description. And thank you for watching. And we will see you tomorrow.